What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Sippin' with Sassy. I'm your host, Sassy, and let's get started with a drink. So today, I am drinking an amaretto sour. Now, this is the drink that when I turned 21, my sister and I would go to the bar or a restaurant, and this is what I would order because it really was the only thing that I knew about because of her. So It was something that I drank a lot of and really haven't had in many years because at some point I, of course, had too many and it made me sick. So I was a little nervous, but it's delicious. And I'm going to tell you how to make it. I haven't done that in previous episodes and it has been brought to my attention that it would probably be a good idea to tell you guys how to make it. So in order to make it, I used four ounces of sweet and sour mix one and a half ounces of amaretto, and then one and a half ounces of whiskey. And then I also did a splash of cherry liqueur. And I did this because usually people put cherries in it, but I didn't want to do that. So I figured why not put a little cherry flavoring in it. So that is what I did. And like I said, just a splash, enough to give it a little bit of a red tint, but nothing too crazy. And so I did post a picture on the Instagram of the things I used and then a picture of the actual drink. And if you don't follow the Instagram for this podcast, please do. It's Sippin' with Sassy, of course. And just a little bit of a disclaimer, in the picture, I put a bourbon that G uses and drinks, and that is not the one I used. The whiskey that I used was from a decanter that we have. So I really am unsure of the whiskey that's in it, but that is what I used. So if you're going to use the picture to make the drink, replace the bottle in the back, the whiskey with something else, because that is not what I used. So yeah, that is what we're drinking today. And let's jump into it. So of course, last weekend was the Super Bowl. And G and I went over to Bunny's house and we had some food, we had some pizza, had some drinks, of course. I mean, what's a Super Bowl without having some drinks? So I am not a huge NFL football fan. G is a huge Cowboys fan and I like to say that I am a Cowboys cheerleader fan because I love their show and they're probably the best part of watching it, but I am a huge college football fan. So Penn State, ride or die, I bleed blue and white, and that probably tells everyone a lot about now where I'm from, (laughs) but I mean, I think the 10 people that are listening to this probably already knew that, but anyway, so when it comes to NFL football, especially, you know, in the fall when football's on and other sports... We spend all of Saturday watching college football. So come Sunday, I'm really over it. I am over football. I don't care anymore. I don't want to watch. Like I can't put my entire 
energy for the weekend into football. I just can't do that. It drives me nuts. So usually Sundays, G is parked in front of the TV when it's football season, and I can just go do whatever I want. Maybe I'll go to Target. Maybe I, I don't know, maybe I'll watch the housewives in the bedroom. I don't know. Usually just not watching football on Sundays. And the other issue that I have with the NFL, which I'm sure is so annoying, but I truly believe it's fixed. I really do. And maybe people will come for me for that, and that's fine. I mean, I think maybe during this season it's not, but come playoff time, I think everyone knows who's going to win the Super Bowl, what's going to make the best story in the media. I'm all about that. I'm all about the conspiracy theories. And let's be real. Let's talk about it. So Tampa Bay played in their home stadium, which has never happened where a team is hosting the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, if you think that I didn't know Tampa Bay was going to win, you are mistaken. I probably should have put money on it because of that, but I didn't. So still broke over here. I really messed up. So, yeah, of course, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, as I predicted, and I'm sure many other people out there did, but I think the only bummer about it is that G and I used to live in Tampa, so the fact that the Super Bowl was there was kind of a bummer. I feel like it would have been pretty cool to be there when it was happening, but much happier here in North Carolina than in Florida, so I'll get over that, but I also want to talk about the halftime show. Now, the only reason I really watch the Super Bowl is for the commercials and the halftime show. We'll get to the commercials in a second, but The weekend. So I do enjoy The weekend. I like some of his songs, but my problem was as soon as it started, like I knew the songs he was singing, but I couldn't understand a single word. Now, my hearing is not great in the first place, but I know that everybody else in the room could not understand what he was saying. The audio was terrible, and it was quite the letdown. And so, like I said, we're drinking watching the Super Bowl, so I'm tipsy by the time halftime comes around. And as soon as the weekend went back under the stage into like whatever maze he was in, I thought for sure I was going to vomit. It made me so dizzy. I felt like the room was spinning. It just, it was not okay. And I feel bad because whoever told him that was a great idea really fucked up. And I really had an issue with that. So, not thrilled with the halftime show. Not thrilled with the game because, like I said, pretty sure it's fixed. And back to that again. When has Patrick Mahomes ever looked that bad ever like I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan he was on my fantasy team and he really helped me out a lot but it just it it was so fake I couldn't take it I could not take it so then are the commercials right so I'm always so excited for those because there are some funny ones and I can honestly say maybe there was one that I liked and it was the one with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and maybe it was a Cheetos commercial I don't even I don't even know so clearly that wasn't memorable either but that was the only one that I kind of enjoyed all the other ones I thought were awful 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 
But other than that, we had a wonderful time on Sunday at Bunny's house. And I mean, hopefully next year the Super Bowl will be a little more exciting. Probably not, but you know, only time will tell. We will not know until that happens. So other than that, for this episode, I kind of wanted to focus a little bit on mental health. So I know that we've talked about anxiety already, and that is part of that, but I really just want to talk about overall mental health. And this specific episode goes out to a close friend of G and I's, Big Al. I know that he does listen to this, and he's been very supportive, so thanks, Big Al. And we are going to talk about mental health. So I was talking to him, Big Al that is, earlier this week and a little bit last week and you know the pandemic has been really hard on him and I know it's been really hard on a lot of people but he lives alone so he is definitely someone that we worry about right now I think it's really hard to spend that much time alone and I mean it's just a hard time right now for everybody with mental health and I mean when it comes to me I have been working 60 plus hours a week since the beginning of the year and I'm just exhausted you know I go to work and since I started my job at the end of August I have been going into the office which is kind of unheard of right now um, but due to the field that I'm in like the field my company is in I guess I could say we have had to be at the office oops and I have been sitting in an office it's a corner office technically in like the basement of our building and I don't have any natural light in my office and I hardly see anybody there's days when I don't even see my boss and she is also there because they have sent so many people home and all the department heads are required to be at the office and then a couple other people here and there but they've spread everybody out So when I look out of my office, I don't see anyone. (laughs) And I might see a couple people walk by here and there, but I really don't see many people. And I think that that has started to weigh on me. Because at least when I'm working from home, G is here, the dogs are here. So I don't feel so secluded from other life. And... I, you know, was talking to my boss the other day about how it is kind of sad. And she's explained to me that, you know, I know it's very depressing. I know it can be very hard. So please, you know, pick two days out of the week where you work remotely. So going forward, that should help. But I think working as much as I have and in the environment that I have, it's really been weighing on me. And... I have decided that it is time to take a day off. So I have decided that I'm going to take tomorrow off. I'm going to take a Friday off and just focus on me and give myself some me time. So for me, I'm trying to decide really what I want to do. I think I might go get a pedicure because I haven't done that in well over a year. And I think that that would be really relaxing and maybe a manicure, but I use these Color Street stickers. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of those. It's something that is sold on Facebook by different people, but 
They're basically just nail polish stickers that you put on and I've been putting those on, but I can't decide if I really just want to go get a manicure to really pamper myself. So I'll keep you updated on that, but I'm trying to decide what else. I might go to Target, maybe Ulta. There's really not much else I can do considering COVID is still going on, which has really taken a toll on my mental health. And like I said, probably many, many other people, but I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, it's times like these when we all are starting to feel like this, that you want to make sure that, you know, you are checking up on your friends who maybe live alone, who have been going through rough times or just someone that you know that usually struggles with depression or other things like that. I mean, I don't think it's it hurts at all to reach out and just check in on people. And I mean, if you feel safe and if your friends feel safe and everyone's working remote, even if you both go get tested and then have them come work remote with you for a week at your place or something like that, just to get out and see other people. But when it comes to mental health, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I have ever heard or received is you know, make sure you do take your vacation days. Those are something that are given out for a reason. You know, if you need a day off or you need time to relax and just get away from the computer and not focus on work and just focus on yourself, I think you need to do that. I mean, like I said, they're given to you for a reason, so you should use them. Everybody needs a break from time to time. And especially right now when, you know, everything in the world is so uncertain it's something that we all really need to think about and just take charge of. You know, mental health is something that I think, oh, I don't know, within the last like five years, I would say that people have really focused on it more before. It wasn't something people talked about. It wasn't something that you could openly discuss with somebody, you know, that you were going through a hard time or you didn't feel right or you had all these other stressors that were really affecting you. I mean, I know there's times when I'm really stressed out and agitated and I lash out. I lash out at G. I lash out at my family. I lash out at other people around me and that's not fair. And, you know, in order to have healthy relationships with your significant others, family, friends, you have to put yourself first and you have to make sure that your health is in check in order to have healthy relationships around you. So I think right now is a time for people to really, really look into that. And, you know, I've really struggled with mental health over the years. And I think maybe, oh, I don't know. I'd say maybe five years ago, it was really, really bad. And I won't go into too many details about that, but I know that, you know, I was in a dark place. I was having scary thoughts and there have been many other times in my life when I have felt that way. And, you know, I feel comfortable talking about it with other people. You know, I want other people to know that they're not alone and this happens to everybody. But along those lines of wanting people to reach out and, you know, really talk about it, I have set up an email address. So the email address is sippinwithsassy at gmail. So that's S-I-P-P-I-N-W-I-T-H-S-A-S-S-Y at gmail.com. So 
If you guys have any questions or want any advice or anything like that on any topic possible, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email. I would like to start doing a segment maybe each week or even another day where I answer questions or, you know, give advice about stuff that I've been through and I'm sure many other people out there have. But I would love to read your emails and see what you guys are up to and what you're going through. And if you can use any help, I would be more than happy to help. Um, If you don't want my help, that's fine. You can just tell me to fuck off because that is also okay. (laughs) But the moral of that is really just, you know, take care of yourself. You know, even just researching what things can help. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. I know that that's something that I have done before. And I will tell you about my first therapy experience because it was not great. And people tell you that you should shop around for a therapist and they're not lying. This is something that you might find the perfect therapist the first time around. But if you don't, do not give up on it because I promise you there's somebody out there for you. So my first therapy experience was when I was in high school and it was, I think before I went to court, I think it was before I truly don't remember. I, there's a lot of time that I've tried to block out and black out of my memory and I've done a pretty good job, but so my mom was a teacher and set me up with a therapist I don't know if she was someone that might have had a kid in my mom's class at some point or if she had been a counselor also I really I don't even know honestly so I set up an appointment with her at her house so my mom drove me over there and dropped me off I think I might have driven myself I I'm swear to you guys I truly don't remember that part so I get to this lady's house I go in we sit down and so I'm talking to her about everything that I'm going through and all the trauma that I'm literally living every single day and the first thing she says to me is she looks at me and is like I am so so sorry and that really pissed me off like My bitch juices were starting to boil, but obviously she was there to help me. So I wasn't going to flip off and lose my shit, but I wanted to. I definitely wanted to because I was going there for help. I was not going there for pity. I don't want pity. I don't need anyone's pity. I just wanted ways to cope with the trauma I was dealing with and, you know, trying to figure out how to sleep. I hadn't slept in months trying to figure out just how to live every single day like a semi-normal person so that was a little frustrating and so we got through our first session and then I went back for my second session and I showed up I pull up and she is loading her car and I get out and she kind of looks at me and was like oh my gosh, I totally forgot that we had an appointment today. Like, I'm about to head out to head out of town. I was like, nope, it's fine. I'll leave. So I left. And that was the last time I saw her. And I think that was really frustrating because, 
you know, for someone who clearly didn't give a flying fuck about what I was going through or what I was doing or taking her job seriously, you know, really frustrated me. And what I should have done is found somebody else to go to, but that wasn't the case. I decided, fuck it. Like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm going to try to deal with it alone and, you know, just lean on my friends and my family and hopefully make it out on the other side. Because at that point, I really wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure where my life was going to go or if it was going to continue. I know that sounds very morbid, but, you know, I think that we need to talk about how that is something that comes up. You know, people do have those thoughts and, you know, if you have ever had those thoughts, like you aren't, you are not alone. You know, there, there are other people out there who think about it too. And it's very, very scary. And if you ever feel that way, please pick up the phone and call somebody because that is a very, very terrifying feeling. So my therapy career, not career, my therapy journey ended there for a little while. So it wasn't until I was a junior in college, it was a little bit before I met G, where I really hit rock bottom. I, you know, started getting really depressed and I started having nightmares again. And I think what led to that is, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody from home. I was at school and, you know, that was something that was difficult. But I think the biggest issue was our relationship I knew wasn't going to last. And it was convenient because when I would go home, he was a part of the friend group I would visit when I went home. So, you know, it made sense. Everybody was coupled up and then it was him and I. And, you know, we got along. We had fun together. So, it was what had happened at the time and I knew that it was coming to an end and it needed to. So I'm the kind of person that, and this has always happened throughout my life, where if I know a relationship is ending, I make myself so physically ill just thinking about it and stressing myself out about it and making myself anxious that I can't eat. And I usually end up losing weight and I it was to that point, you know, I had... I really couldn't eat. It made me sick. The thought of food made me sick. I knew I had to end things. I started having nightmares again, and I decided to go to the counselors at my school. So I went to the counselors at the university, or college. was not a university. It was too small for that. And, you know, I took all these tests, and they were asking me all these questions about how I was feeling, what I was going through, and I remember... Taking this test on the computer, and then as soon as it came back, or I submitted it, and you know, someone came in to talk to me, and they were like, Okay, well, we're diagnosing you with PTSD. And when they said that to me, it was shocking because when I think PTSD, I think of all of the men and women who you know, put their lives on the line and go to war and all the soldiers and everyone in the army and the Navy or anything that anyone that has seen, you know, any type of battle or, you know, going to war. And that's what I think PTSD is, but that's not the case. I mean, you can have PTSD from 
a car accident, a stalking situation, a traumatic incident at work or a terrible workplace or really anything. And so that was something that really shocked me. I mean, I guess if I probably thought about it more, it would make sense. And I probably could have told myself that that's what I had. So I had, you know, explained this to my field hockey coach at the time and, you know, was telling her all the things I was going through and her and I had a really good relationship and I felt that I could, you know, express all these feelings and all these things I was going through. And when my parents split up my freshman year of college, it was in the fall during field hockey season and my parents had made the decision they were going to tell my little brother that they were splitting up and at the time he was 12 and you know that really scared me and my coach was like go home drive home right now go be with them it's not a big deal we'll see you at practice next week it's just just go so I left I think it was a Thursday and I went home to be there and it was then when I realized how much she cared and you know there were a lot of people that I don't want to say disliked her, but maybe just didn't get along with her as well as I did. And I think that being able to see that side of her where she really cared and she cared about us and we were her family and technically her children while we were at school, you know, that really helped me. And come junior year, when I explained to her that all of this was going on, she was telling me that she was setting me up with a therapist and I was like okay you know been there done that the last time was terrible so she made me an appointment and I canceled it she made me another appointment I canceled it she made me another appointment I wanted to cancel it and she came to my dorm room knocked on my door and drug my ass to the therapist's office and she truly saved my life. So I was at rock bottom at this point and you know I went to this therapist who she was married to a professor who worked at our school and you know she had been my coach's therapist for a while and thought that it would be a great fit so i went and it was amazing she was a blessing i mean i am so thankful for her and you know that really helped me and i was able to i mean end my relationship at home which i would have done anyway but i think i felt better after that and of course One of the reasons I had ended my relationship at home, other than it not being healthy and not going anywhere, was because I had met G. So G and I really started hanging out maybe a couple weeks before I ended things with my boyfriend at the time. And nothing ever happened. I never cheated on him, which I'm sure many people out there don't believe, but I knew if I had feelings for somebody else, it wasn't working. Like, this wasn't going to last. This wasn't going to help. So, I ended things and, you know, G and I kind of started talking again. Not again, but we continued talking and, I mean, now we're getting married, so that's great. But the point of this episode is not about that. It is about mental health. So, You know, you might think you don't need help 
And I'm here to tell you that maybe you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, if you think that somebody needs help, you know, just giving them that extra boost to really think about it or even you just sitting down with and talking to them about it and just, you know, hearing what they have to say and hearing what they're going through. I think mental health is something that we really, really, really need to focus on. And, you know, I know a lot of companies right now, too, are, you know, more worried about their employees than ever, considering all the changes that everyone has been through in the last year. So if your company has different benefits out there that will help you in your mental health, like take advantage of it. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you need to just get out of town for a little while, do that as well. And Big Al, if you want to come hang out with G and I and the dogs and bring your dog, feel free. Our doors are always open. And I mean, that's to anyone out there who's struggling, but we are thinking about you. And I really, really worry about people, especially people that I care about. And I mean, I'm always here. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, I'm sure Eggplant has had to listen to me many, many times, especially when we were younger. She was there in high school when I went through everything, and she was a person I definitely leaned on and still do from time to time. And, I mean, Bunny as well. I mean, she might think I'm crazy, (laughs) which I guess I'm not. I mean, I am. No, I totally am. I'm totally crazy. But she has also been an amazing person in my life who's really supported me and stood with me and listened to me and let me cry and scream and sob and do whatever other crazy things I was doing. But, yeah, I mean, I have been thinking about this mental health thing for a really long time and I wanted to talk about it but I didn't want it to be too too dark but I did want to explain you know what I had gone through so if anyone else has gone through dark times you aren't alone I'm here everyone else is here your friends are here your family is here and we're all gonna get through this so now that I've gone through that whole thing I'm sweating because I (laughs) Talking about everything like that makes me a little anxious. I'm not going to lie. So I am going to switch the subject before I switch through this shirt. And I'm also going to take a little sip of my drink. So don't mind the noises that might happen. Okay. So one thing, one exciting thing, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but it was a news article maybe a week or two ago. But... Peloton. It's actually an email I got too. Let me see if I can pull it up. So I got this email from the Peloton CEO, which it don't get excited. It was that mass email that they send out that Peloton is spending a hundred million dollars in shipping to help with the demand because of all the people who have ordered and you know have delivery times that are three months out. So I will keep you guys updated. I'm super excited. I'm you know hoping maybe it moves it up a month. That would, that would be great because that would mean what? I only have like three weeks left. That would be amazing. But for now, still April 2nd, that is the delivery time. So I wanted to share something with you guys. And this came after my anxiety episode came out and how I explained that 
The post office is something that really, you know, gets my anxiety going. And it's hilarious because I was talking to my college roommate who is DJ C. Ray because we used to drive all around the town that our college was in. And she would be the DJ because, I mean, it was all kinds of windy roads, but she was the one also who had to be the DJ. So I named her DJ C. Ray. So that is her nickname. And I was talking to her and (laughs) she had listened to the episode and she said to me, she she was like, you know, the only question that I really have is, you know, how were you able to work in the mailroom at school with me if this was something that caused you so much stress and anxiety? And, you know, I really don't have a great answer. So at my school um, in college, if you, I mean, you basically had to qualify for a work-study job. So if you came from a family who was loaded, obviously, you know, you making money on campus wasn't exactly something that you could do, but I qualified for a work-study job, everybody. So my roommate at the time was working in the mailroom, and I was looking for something, and they were looking for another person. So luckily, I was able to get that job. And I will say that, you know, that job didn't cause me too much stress, except when, you know, people would come to the mailroom and say that they had a package, and it was supposed to be here, and it was already delivered, and we would go through crates and crates of boxes and, you know, we had to split them out between everyone's mailbox and that was something that was a little stressful. So, you know, maybe that's where the anxiety started when it came to the mailroom and mail and the post office, but I am truly not sure and it is really shocking that it that is a job that I did have, so that was kind of funny. And something that happened yesterday, I... So I am rolling over my 401k from my previous job to the new company that my company now uses. So in order to do that, they had to mail me a check for the money that was in my 401k account. And then I have to forward it to the new company for them to put it in my account with them. And G looks at me and goes, do you want to go to the post office? And I was irritated. Now, I couldn't be too irritated because I have told him not to listen to this because I'm too embarrassed for him to listen. So, maybe I should have him listen to that episode because that is not the first time in the last 3 weeks that he has asked me to go to the post office and I have refused. So, he did go without me, thank the Lord. He is a blessing sent from the heavens above and did not make me go to the post office. So, I did not have to go to the post office. <laughs> But those are two things that have happened in the last couple weeks that have really made me laugh and I thought you guys might get a kick out of it. But I hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed, oh my god, my drink was a little stronger than I had hoped. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. I will apologize for all the creaking. It is the table and I forgot to turn the air fresheners off this time. So you will hear those squirt a couple times in the background. So my apologies. I will get that figured out and remember to do that. I also, you know, had a few text messages come in from my sister because we are trying to plan a bridal shower, which I'm going to talk about being a Corona bride next week because I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. I'm struggling. So we're going to discuss that next week. So if you know anybody that is a Corona bride out there, send them my way next Thursday. 
And thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really helps. And tell your friends to listen. And I hope that I haven't annoyed you too much. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. I'm going to enjoy my day off tomorrow and my long weekend. And I hope that you guys use your vacation days for your for mental health and really focus on yourselves. And I do want to say thank you to all of my friends and family out there who have really helped me with mental health and anxiety and all of those things. That being Eggplant, DJ C-Ray, Bunny, <laughs> B, who is my best bitch from college. Shout out to you and Big Al and everybody else who are thinking about you and... Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you guys again next week. Cheers.